Hello and welcome to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to recite the National Electrical Code. That's the NEC, Article 690, Part 2, which is Circuit Requirements. And we are going to cover voltage and 690.7. 690.8 is circuit sizing and current. That's where you do your wire sizing, or at least a lot of it. 690.9, overcurrent protection. 690.11, arc fault circuit protection for direct current. And then there's 690.12. Do we even have to say what the famous 690.12 is? Well, I'll say it anyway. Rapid shutdown of PV systems on buildings. That's right, it's only on buildings. And so just like I did in the last podcast, what I'm gonna do is I am going to recite the poetry of the National Electrical Code, and then I'm gonna make some comments. Some of them wise, and other ones wise guy comments. So starting off with part two circuit requirements is 690.7 maximum voltage. The maximum voltage shall be used to determine the voltage and voltage to ground of circuits in the application of this code. Maximum voltage shall be used for conductors, cables, equipment, working space, and other applications where voltage limits and ratings are used. The maximum voltage of PV system DC circuits shall be the highest voltage between any two conductors of a circuit or any conductor and ground and shall comply with the following. So there's three things here that are following that we have to comply with all of them. Number one, 690.71. PV system DC circuits shall not exceed 1000 volts within or originating from arrays located on or attached to buildings and PV system DC circuits inside of buildings. Number two, PV system DC circuits shall not exceed 600 volts on or in one and two family dwellings. Number three, PV system DC circuits exceeding 1000 volts shall comply with 690.31G. And if you want to learn about 690.31G, you're going to have to stick around because that is in part four. And this podcast is about part two. Okay, I'll just read it to you anyway. Here is 690.31G, over 1000 volts DC. Equipment and wiring methods containing PV system DC circuits with a maximum voltage greater than 1000 volts shall comply with the following. One, shall not be permitted on or in one and two family dwellings. Two, shall not be permitted within buildings containing habitable rooms. And three, where installed on the exterior of buildings shall be located less than 10 feet above grade. Wiring methods containing PV system DC circuits connected to this equipment shall not be permitted to attach to the building greater than 33 feet along the building surface from the equipment. So that was 690.31G. I'm going to get into that later on the 690.31G podcast, but we don't want to get too distracted from where we were in 690.73, where it was referring to 690.31G, and that's some new stuff also, letting some DC circuits over a thousand volts touch a building. Wow, heavy stuff. But it didn't say anything about having 1500 volt arrays on the building, but let's keep reading. This is brand new stuff. And now 690.7A, which has a delta symbol by it. That means it's a change in the code. And 690.7A is photovoltaic source circuits. 
the maximum DC voltage for a PV source circuit shall be calculated in accordance with one of the following methods. And so there's three methods here. And the first method is one, the sum of the PV module rated open circuit voltage of the series connected modules and the PV string circuit corrected for the lowest expected ambient temperature using the open circuit voltage temperature coefficients in accordance with the instructions included in the listing or labeling of the module. So that's the first way. Number two, for crystalline and multi-crystalline silicon modules, the sum of the PV module rated open circuit voltage of the series connected modules in the PV string circuit corrected for the lowest expected ambient temperature using the correction factors provided in table 690.7a. And now we are talking about 690.7A3. For PV systems with an inverter generating capacity of 100 kilowatts or greater, a documented and stamped PV system design using an industry standard method, maximum voltage calculation provided by a licensed professional electrical engineer. And so here's some commentary on this, one, two, and three, pretty much the same as what we had in the 2020 NEC. A couple words are different, like they changed the word source circuit to string circuit. We already talked about that in the last part one podcast, but let's go to the informational note here. Informational note one, one source for lowest expected ambient temperature design data for various locations, the chapter titled Extreme Annual Mean Minimum Dry Bulb Temperature found in the ASHRAE Handbook Fundamentals 2017. These temperature data can be used to calculate maximum voltage. Informational note number two, see SAND 2004-3535 photovoltaic array performance model for one industry standard method for calculating maximum voltage of PV system. Then the next thing that we have is table 690.7a, which is called voltage correction factors for crystalline and multi-crystalline silicon modules. And so this is if we were using 690.7a2, the table method, but it has the temperature and then the correction factor. So for instance, if it is zero degrees Celsius, that's freezing. That means we're gonna have a correction factor of 1.1. So that's a 10% increase. So you multiply your open circuit voltage of the module by 1.1. And we can do this for Fahrenheit temperatures and we can do this down to 40 below zero. And if it's colder than that and something burns down, at least it kept you warm. Now, another delta symbol by 690.7b, and that's for DC to DC converter circuits. So a DC to DC converter, that's also known as an optimizer. In PV, DC to DC converter circuits, the maximum voltage shall be calculated in accordance with 690.7b1 or b2. So 690.7b1, single DC to DC converter. For circuits connected to the output of a single DC to DC converter, the maximum voltage shall be determined in accordance with the instructions included in the listing or labeling of the DC to DC converter. If the instructions do not provide a method to determine the maximum voltage, the maximum voltage shall be the maximum maximum rated voltage output of the DC to DC converter. And now we're going to talk about 690.7B2, and that's for two or more series connected DC to DC converters. And that's how we usually put those DC to DC converters, those optimizers, they go in series. 
and it says four circuits connected to the output of two or more series connected DC to DC converters, the maximum voltage shall be determined in accordance with the instructions included in the listing or labeling of the DC to DC converter. If the instructions do not provide a method to determine the maximum voltage, the maximum voltage shall be the sum of the maximum rated voltage output of the DC to DC converters in series. Hey, read instructions. That's pretty much what that says. Read the instructions. And now we have 690.7C, and that is for bipolar PV source circuits, which I haven't seen in a long time. And it says, for monopole subarrays and bipolar systems, the maximum voltage shall be the highest voltage between the monopole circuit conductors where one conductor of the monopole circuit is connected to the functionally grounded reference. To prevent overvoltage in the event of a ground fault or arc fault, the monopole circuits shall be isolated from ground. Okay, now we're done with that bipolar stuff and on to 690.7D, marking DC PV circuits. A permanent, readily visible label indicating the highest maximum DC voltage in a PV system calculated in accordance with 690.7 shall be provided by the installer at one of the following locations. And so there's three different places. Number one, DC PV system disconnecting means. Number two, PV system electronic power conversion equipment. Electronic power conversion equipment could be the inverter. And three, distribution equipment associated with the PV system. Okay. We are voltaged out and we're moving on to 690.8 circuit sizing and current. 690.8A is calculation of maximum circuit current. The maximum circuit current for the specific circuit shall be calculated in accordance with one of the methods in 690.8A1 or A2. And so here we are with 690.8A1. And it says, the maximum current shall be calculated in accordance with 690.8A1A through A1C. Getting a lot of letters and numbers in there. So here we go, 690.8A1A, photovoltaic source circuit currents. The maximum current shall be calculated in either of the following. And so now what we have is 690.8A1A. A1, A1, and 2, and I'm going to read A1, A1. The maximum current shall be the sum of the short circuit current ratings of the PV modules connected in parallel multiplied by 125%. And the other method is 690.8 A1, A2, which is for PV systems with an inverter generating capacity of 100 kilowatts or greater, a documented and stamped PV system design using an industry standard method maximum current calculation provided by a licensed professional electrical engineer shall be permitted. The calculated maximum current value shall be based on the highest three hour current average resulting from the simulated local irradiance on the PV array accounting for elevation and orientation. The current value used by this method shall not be less than 70% of the value calculated using 690.8A1A1. Wow, that's a mouthful. And you know what? 
pretty much do the same thing that you did in the 2020 NEC. Informational note, it's the same one that we had just recently when we were talking about voltage and it talks about that report that starts with SAND 2004 because we are going to get into 690.8A1B PV DC to DC converter circuit current. The maximum current shall be the sum of the parallel connected DC to DC converter continuous output current ratings. Obviously. 690.8A1C inverter output circuit current. The maximum current shall be the inverter continuous output current rating. And then we have a little bit of an informational note. Modules that can produce electricity when exposed to light on multiple surfaces are labeled with applicable short circuit currents. Additional guidance is provided in the instructions included with the listing. And we have it, something that was new and crazy in the 2020 NEC, and this is 690.8A2, circuits connected to the input of electronic power converters where a circuit is protected with an overcurrent device not exceeding the conductor ampacity, the maximum current shall be permitted to be the rated input current of the electronic power converter input to which it is connected. Whoa, that's one you might want to rewind a few times to get into that one. That is far out, man. And now we are done calculating our currents, and now we have to talk about conductor ampacity, which really isn't a current. It's how big the wire is, like the thickness, you know, and the insulation. And so this is 690.8 circuit sizing and current, and we're talking about 690.8B conductor ampacity. Circuit conductors shall have an ampacity not less than the larger of 690.8B1 or B2. And here it is, 690.8B1, without adjustment and correction factors. The minimum conductor size with an ampacity not less than the maximum currents calculated in 690.8A multiplied by 125%. And also, there is a 690.8B1 exception, and we don't ever use this exception or super rare, and it says, circuits containing an assembly together with its overcurrent devices that is listed for continuous operation at 100% of its rating shall be permitted to be used at 100% of its rating. And on with 690.8B2. And remember, B1 and B2, there's an OR between there. So you're just going to use one of these, whatever is the most conservative. And this is 690.8B2 is with adjustment and correction factors. No 125% here. And it says, the maximum currents calculated in 690.8A with adjustment and correction factors. So if we're looking at what 690.8B is, it means, yes, there are two paths you can go by. There's two different ways you can do things there. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, 690.8C, systems with multiple direct current voltages. For a PV power source that has multiple output circuit voltages and employs a common return conductor, the ampacity of the common return conductor shall not be less than the sum of the ampere ratings of the overcurrent devices of the individual output circuits. 
So, hey, sit on that one for a while, and it just kind of makes sense. They're talking about neutrals, stuff like that there. Okay, 690.8D, multiple PV string circuits, where an overcurrent device is used to protect more than one set of parallel connected PV string circuits. The opacity of each conductor protected by the devices shall not be less than the sum of the following. And so 690.8D1, there's two of the following there. The rating of the overcurrent device. And D2 is the sum of the maximum currents as calculated in 690.8A1A for the other parallel connected PV string circuits protected by the overcurrent device. And next, we're done with 8. We're done with current, done with 690.8, and we are on to 690.9, and that is overcurrent protection. And 690.9A says circuits and equipment. PV system, DC circuit, and inverter output conductors and equipment shall be protected against overcurrent. Circuits sized in accordance with 690.8A2 are required to be protected against overcurrent with overcurrent protective devices. Each circuit shall be protected from overcurrent in accordance with 690.9A1, A2, or A3. And here they are, one, two, and three, and even one has two of its own parts. And so there it is, 690.9A1, circuits where overcurrent protection is not required. Overcurrent protective devices shall not be required where both of the following conditions are met. One, the conductors have sufficient ampacity for maximum circuit current. And two, the currents from all sources do not exceed the maximum overcurrent protective device rating specified for the PV module or electronic power converter. And now we're at 690.9A2, and that's circuits where overcurrent protection is required on one end. A circuit conductor connected at one end to a current limited supply where the conductor is rated for the maximum circuit current from that supply and also connected to sources having an available maximum circuit current greater than the opacity of the conductor shall be protected from overcurrent at the point of connection to the higher current source. 690.9A2 informational note is photovoltaic system DC circuits and electronic power converter output circuits powered by these circuits are current limited and in some cases do not need overcurrent protection. Where these circuits are connected to higher current sources such as parallel connected PV system DC circuits, energy storage systems, or a utility service, the overcurrent device is often installed at the higher current source end of the circuit conductor. That's right, that's why we have fuses in combiner boxes. Okay, 690.9A3, other circuits. Circuits that do not comply with 690.9A1 or A2 shall be protected with one of the following methods. And we've got a bunch of stuff here. And so we're starting off with number one for these other circuit methods. Conductors not greater than 10 feet in length and not in buildings protected from overcurrent on one end. And two is conductors not greater than 10 feet in length and in buildings protected from overcurrent on one end and in a raceway or metal clad cable. And then there is three for other circuits and that is conductors protected from overcurrents on both ends 
And then number four is kind of long because it has an A, B, C, and a D, and it is for other circuits in 690.9 overcurrent protection, A3 other circuits, and we're going to A34, which has an A, B, C, and a D. And it says conductors not installed on or in buildings are permitted to be protected from overcurrent on one end of the circuit where the circuit complies with all of the following conditions. A, the conductors are installed in metal raceways or metal clad cables or installed in enclosed metal cable trays or underground or where directly entering pad mounted enclosures. For B, the conductors for each circuit terminate on one end at a single circuit breaker or a single set of fuses that limit the current to the ampacity of the conductors. And 4C is the overcurrent device for the conductors is an integral part of the disconnecting means or shall be located within 10 feet of conductor length of the disconnecting means. And then finally, 4D, the disconnecting means for the conductors is installed outside of a building or at a readily accessible location nearest the point of entrance of the conductors inside of the building, including installations complying with 230.6, Article 230 services. And now we are on 690.9 overcurrent protection. 690.9B is device ratings. Overcurrent devices used in PV source circuits shall be listed for use in PV systems. Electronic devices that are listed to prevent backfeed current in PV system DC circuits shall be permitted to prevent overcurrent of conductors on the PV array side of the device. Overcurrent devices where required shall be rated in accordance with one of the following and permitted to be rounded up to the next higher standard size in accordance with 240.4B. And here is 240.4B1 and 2. B1, overcurrent devices shall be rated not less than 125% of the maximum currents calculated in 690.8A. And B2 is an assembly together with its overcurrent devices that is listed for continuous operation at 100% of its rating shall be permitted to be used at 100% of its rating. And now here's the informational note. Some electronic devices prevent backfeed current, which in some cases is the only source of overcurrent in PV system DC circuits. And now 690.9C is PV system DC circuits. A single overcurrent protective device, where required, shall be permitted to protect the PV modules, DC to DC converters, and conductors of each circuit. Where single overcurrent protection devices are used to protect circuits, all overcurrent devices shall be placed in the same polarity for all circuits within a PV system. The overcurrent devices shall be accessible, but shall not be required to be readily accessible. Informational note now for 690.9C is due to improved ground fault protection required in PV systems by 690.41B, a single overcurrent protective device in either the positive or negative conductors of a PV system in combination with this ground fault protection provides an adequate overcurrent protection. And now 690.9D is transformers. Overcurrent protection for power transformers shall be installed in accordance with 705.30F. 
and there's an exception here, a power transformer with a current rating on one side connected toward the interactive inverter output, not less than the rated continuous output current of the inverter, shall be permitted without overcurrent protection from the inverter. And usually that exception is the rule, right? Okay, we are done with 690.9. And now 690.10 is, haha, just kidding, there is no 690.10. There used to be, and then it tells us to go to Article 710, Standalone Systems, and we are at 690.11, which was first put into the code in 2011, and that is arc fault circuit protection direct current. It's kind of a short one. Let's see if I can read it on one breath. Just kidding. Photovoltaic systems with PV system DC circuits operating at 80 volts DC or greater between any two conductors shall be protected by a listed PV arc fault circuit interrupter or other system components listed to provide equivalent protection. The system shall detect and interrupt arcing faults resulting from a failure in the intended continuity of a conductor, connection, module, or other system component in the PV system DC circuits. Exception. PV system DC circuits that utilize metal clad cables are installed in metal raceways or enclosed metal cable trays or are underground shall be permitted without arc fault circuit protection if the installation complies with at least one of the following. There's two. The PV system DC circuits are not installed in or on buildings. And two, the PV system DC circuits are located in or on detached structures whose sole purpose is to support or contain PV equipment. So what comes after 690.11? Yes, it is the famous 690.12 rapid shutdown of PV systems on buildings. Rapid shutdown. That was invented by Bill Brooks, at least the term was. PV system circuits installed on or in buildings shall include a rapid shutdown function to reduce shock hazard for firefighters in accordance with 690.12 A through D. And here's an exception number one. Ground mounted PV system circuits that enter buildings of which the sole purpose is to house PV system equipment shall not be required to comply with 690.12. And exception number two is PV equipment and circuits installed on non-enclosed detached structures, but not limited to parking shade structures, carports, trellises, and similar structures shall not be required to comply with 690.12. There it says it for the first time, carports definitely now do not have to comply with 690.12. There was some arguments about that before. Informational note, exceptions for rapid shutdown are intended to be consistent with building and fire codes that have limitations as to the types of buildings on which firefighters typically perform rooftop operations. What they're saying there is firefighters probably aren't going to be climbing on a carport putting out fires. And here we are into 690.12a, controlled conductors. There's an A1 and an A2, and it says requirements for controlled conductors shall apply to the following. A1, PV system DC circuits. A2, inverter output circuits originating from inverters located within the array boundary. Now there's an informational note. 
The rapid shutdown function reduces the risk of electrical shock that DC circuits in a PV system could pose for firefighters. The AC output conductors from PV systems that include inverters will either be de-energized after shutdown initiation or will remain energized by other sources such as a utility service. To prevent PV arrays with attached inverters from having energized AC conductors within the PV arrays, those circuits are also specifically controlled after shutdown initiation. And it looks like here's a new one. Exception! PV system circuits originating within or from arrays not attached to buildings that terminate on the exterior of buildings and PV system circuits installed in accordance with 230.6 shall not be considered controlled conductors for this purpose of 690.12. So it looks to me like what we just said is kind of new and that maybe if you have a ground mount, now you can put your inverter on the wall of the house. Now it's time for 690.12b, controlled limits. The use of the term array boundary in this section is defined as one foot from the array in all directions. Controlled conductors outside of the array boundary shall comply with 690.12b1 and inside the array boundary shall comply with 690.12b2. Equipment and systems shall be permitted to meet the requirements of both inside and outside of the array as defined by the manufacturer's instructions included with this listing. So 690.12b1 outside of the array boundary. Controlled conductors located outside of the boundary or more than three feet from the point of entry inside of a building shall be limited to not more than 30 volts within 30 seconds of rapid shutdown initiation. Voltage shall be measured between any two conductors and between any conductor and ground. 690.12b2. There's more famous stuff. Actually, I recently did a podcast on some of this. 690.12b2 is inside the array boundary. The PV system shall comply with one of the following. 690.12b21. The PV system shall provide shock hazard control for firefighters through the use of a PVHCS, that stands for PV Hazard Control System, installed in accordance with the instructions included with the listing or field labeling, where a PVHCS requires initiation to transition to a controlled state, the rapid shutdown initiation device required in 690.12c shall perform this initiation. There's an informational note for 690.12b21. Informational note one, a listed or field labeled PVHCS is comprised of either an individual piece of equipment that fulfills the necessary functions or multiple pieces of equipment coordinated to perform the functions as described in the installation instructions to reduce the risk of electrical shock hazard within a damaged PV array for firefighters. See UL 3741 Photovoltaic Hazard Control. And that's right. And actually, I've done a couple of podcasts on this not too long ago. Check them out if you haven't. 690.12b22. Another method is the PV system shall provide shock hazard control for firefighters by limiting the highest voltage inside the equipment or between any two conductors of a circuit or any conductor and ground inside the array boundary to not more than 80 volts within 30 seconds of rapid shutdown initiation. 
A lot of people call this second method module level shutdown, and they did get rid of what we used to call the BIPV method, where there was no exposed metal parts and wiring, and that would have been 690.12b23, and so we don't have that one anymore, and we did have it in the previous two versions of the National Electrical Code. And so here's an informational note for 690.12b22. Informational note says common methods include the use of PV equipment with a limited maximum voltage of 80 volts as determined by 690.7 PVRSE, that stands for PV Rapid Shutdown Equipment, and then comma PVHCE, that stands for PV Hazard Control Equipment, or any combination of these. Okay, now we are moving on to 690.12C, Initiation Device. Where circuits identified in 690.12a are required to meet the requirements of 690.12b and initiation devices shall be provided and shall initiate the rapid shutdown function. The device's off position shall indicate that the rapid shutdown function has been initiated for all PV systems connected to that device. For one and two family dwellings and initiation devices where required shall be located at a readily accessible outdoor location. For a single PV system, the rapid shutdown initiation shall occur by the operation of any single initiation device. Devices shall consist of at least one or more of the following 690.12c1, 2, and 3. 1. Service disconnecting means. That's like the main breaker. 2. PV system disconnecting means. That could be the PV breaker. And C3 is a readily accessible switch that plainly indicates whether it is in the off or on position. Then it says, after 1, 2, and 3, where multiple PV systems are installed with rapid shutdown functions on a single service, the initiation devices shall consist of not more than six switches or six sets of circuit breakers or a combination of not more than six switches and sets of circuit breakers mounted in a single enclosure or in a group of separate enclosures. These initiation devices shall initiate the rapid shutdown of all PV systems with rapid shutdown functions on that service. And now we have 690.12D, buildings with rapid shutdown. And just by the way, in the previous version of the National Electrical Code, this is a label with a picture that you put by the rapid shutdown device that you might be familiar with. And it was in 690.56, and now it's over in 690.12. I kind of like that. 690.12D, buildings with PV systems shall have a permanent label located at each service equipment location to which the PV systems are connected or at an approved, readily visible location and shall indicate the location of the rapid shutdown initiation devices. The label shall include a simple diagram of a building with a roof and shall include the following words. Solar PV system is equipped with rapid shutdown. Turn rapid shutdown switch to the off position to shut down PV system and reduce shock hazard and array. And then it says, the title Solar PV System is Equipped with Rapid Shutdown shall have these letters capitalized and having a minimum height of 3 eighths of an inch. All text shall be legible and contrast the background. And so I'll just kind of tell you about this label. The top, it says Solar PV System Equipped with Rapid Shutdown. To the left, it says Turn Rapid Shutdown Switch to the Off Position to Shut Down PV System and Reduce Shock Hazard in the Array. 
And then to the right, it's got a little diagram of a building. And then on the roof, it says solar electric PV panels. And so now we have 690.12D1, buildings with more than one rapid shutdown type. For buildings that have PV systems with more than one rapid shutdown type or PV systems with no rapid shutdown, a detailed plan view diagram of the roof shall be provided showing each different PV system with a dotted line around areas that remain energized after rapid shutdown is initiated. And then 690.12D2, rapid shutdown switch. A rapid shutdown switch shall have a label that includes the following wording located on or no more than three feet from the switch. And it says, rapid shutdown switch for solar PV system. The label shall be reflective with letters capitalized and having a minimum height of three eighths of an inch and white on red background. And there you have it. That's the end of part two circuit requirements of the 2023 National Electrical Code. And I know some of this stuff is kind of heavy. So if you didn't totally get it, I get it. But at least it got into your subconscious and things seem more familiar. And then over time, over the years, you just get more and more familiar with this stuff. So thanks for listening to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. You can find out more at solarsean.com. That's solarshawn.com.